Welcome to Keep the Game Beautiful podcast. Each week, I highlight incredible people who are doing amazing things in soccer, the beautiful game. I'm Anna Turi, your host. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Keep the Game Beautiful. I know it's been a while, and I had to figure some stuff out. It was kind of uncomfortable and weird, but I got busy, and I didn't prioritize the podcast. And in a way, I didn't. I almost didn't see a spot for it in my life. My dad and I had planned to go to United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia. We were a little bit unsure about being on podcast row, but eventually we decided to. And I was a little bit unsure even once we arrived there. But I began recording my episodes, and it felt so normal and so comfortable. And I began to find my why and figure out, why I was doing it, and why I want to share my voice. Convention is always a great place to be. It continues to reignite my fire and my light for this sport, and I will continue to love it for that. I will be posting more frequently. We still have to figure some things out, but it's definitely something that I am interested in, and I want to continue to grow. Now, about my episode today, Sam Martinez, is my 100th episode, which, first of all, is absolutely crazy to think about, but I have grown so much from my very first episode. And my very first episode and my 100th episode kind of have a correlation. Sam Martinez just received her FIFA badge. She is an amazing referee with a huge personality. My very first episode, which was Christina Uncle also a FIFA referee with a big personality and someone who has so much knowledge to share. They both have been amazing support systems for me, and I'm glad to have them along my side for my journey. I learned so much from Sam today, and I hope you can pick a little bit out too. Enjoy the episode. Do you want to go ahead and start by introducing yourself and just telling us all about you? All about me. Okay, so my name's Samantha Martinez. I'm a FIFA referee. I started refereeing when I was 20, well, 2013, first started refereeing, what, 10 years ago now? <laughs> Jesus. About to hit 20. Yeah, 10 years ago. Wow. Um, I live in San Diego, California. I am in that beautiful city where that perfect mm-hmm. weather is just amazing, which, you know, on the bottom side of it, I go to Chicago and it's freezing and that's when I'm dying on the field but no um yeah I don't know what else I should put on there it's all good well We'll start by asking the same three questions I do every single podcast so first what does the beautiful game mean to you the beautiful game mean to me it means I will say a lot it's something where it's hard to explain because a lot of my time goes to the game a lot of my Mm -hmm. events a lot of the time you know the people make the game so beautiful right it's just it's the people you meet the people you come across um but the game itself like it, it gives me chills because i step on the pitch and like people are like oh my gosh how are you in front of so many people and you're refing and how do you do it and it's like i love it like 
it brings that energy that the game brings. I love it. Um, men's and, and women's game. Like I, for me, the game means more than people, more than I can put in words. I would yeah. say, and it's and it has to do with everything. The game itself, being at the stadium, hanging out with your referee colleagues. They're more family, you know, you see them more and hang out with them more and you're on the road a lot so those are the people you see when you're away from your family, mm -hmm. so it's family away from, from home, which is amazing. I can call Florida and I have friends over there that were, you know, at first we started off as just referee colleagues and now it's, you have that family where you can call any other place and you know you can have that time, that I mean that place to go and find, you know, yeah. that's what they became. The game means a lot. The game means a lot. It's not just one thing that I can point out and say, mm -hmm. hey, it's because of this or hey yeah. it's because of that because for me it's, it's just a whole bubble that you put together and you just start throwing stuff in there what are actions or things you do to keep the game beautiful oh man what are actions or things that i do to keep the game beautiful are you talking like on the pitch on or off on or off wow this is a hard question <laughs> anna um on the pitch, obviously, keep it as fair as possible. Just do my job. Make sure I'm healthy and fit to do the job, the best job I can do. Um, make the game a memorable one, right? You don't want to be that one where it points out to you did this or whatever. You just want to call a fair game um, to keep it beautiful. That's one way to keep it beautiful. Know your rules. Know the laws of the game. You want to know. You want to be able to bring positive to the game, right? And not always. We're always a, you know, as we're known as referees, uh, the cause of the game, or you know, but I, I, I do my best to put that smile on, even when the players are yelling, you know, put a smile on or something, you know, you gotta, you gotta make. Sh I, I like to make it fun. Like for me, I have. I, if you're not having fun, like I don't know why you don't do it. But, yeah. Or why you doing it? But I, for me, I, it's making it memorable, making it where you're smiling out there, where you're having fun. Especially with your colleagues, if you see someone that needs help or whatever, you know, you're, you you help them. Yeah. But I think that's one way I, I do it. But it's interesting that you ask that because it's like for us as referees, we're known as you know, oh, it's your fault or whatever. But yeah. it's like don't don't fall into that to where you're gonna go go and you just don't want to fall into it where you're you know like the, you, you go on there and you see the Instagram or tweets or whatever and there's times where you're like boiling up and you're like no. You gotta stay, you know, yeah. fair to it. So that's all I can say. Yeah. How do you encourage others to keep the game beautiful? To do their work. I mean, to do their part in their game, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, be out there, be running, be moving, mentor, um, do your part. As in, like, make sure you know the the laws make sure you yep. know what what we're doing out there you know mm -hmm. or like i tell some people at least do that effort to take that time to learn more of the game there's yeah. always a learning game like rewatch your games watch yourself on film what did i do right what can i do better like we gotta take I, I encourage people to go and do that you know especially young ones like you where mm -hmm. you're starting up it's like i'll tell you what i did and i did right or did wrong so learn from my mistakes yeah. or whatever so you, you know so that's how you can encourage more people that's what I do can you talk a little bit about how you started officiating how I started officiating it's a funny story um, so for me it was I was playing I just had a community college I was ready just to stop anything with soccer I was you know I've been playing since I was 
with the ball on my feet, three and a half, four and a half, four years old. My, you know, typical Mexican where you're just growing up with the ball at your feet. My brothers play, so I'm, we're a big family of five. Um, so I was always involved in soccer. But I hit that point where you're like, you know what, I'm done. This is too much. Like, let's let's hang it up. And I had my college coach, um, assistant college coach, say, hey, why don't you try refing? He was bugging me a little at times. He'd be like, hey, try refing. And I'm like, do you know me? I had all the yellow cards and all the red cards in the world. Why would you want me to be a referee? Like, you know, so say, hey, look, and this is how he convinced me. Keeping it as honest as I can. He goes, why don't you do it? You're a college student, extra cash mm-hmm. in your pocket. You do that, well, for 90 minutes, you get $75. That was 10 years ago, so you can imagine. I was like, so you're telling me if I just work, instead of working a full shift at, I don't know, Starbucks. Yeah. I'm going to do one game and pretty much have what I could have had all, you know. All right, cool, money. So mm-hmm. at first I started because of money. Yeah. And then the motivation happened more when I'm like out there refing. I loved it. So when I tried it at first, I'm like, I kid you not, my first game ever, I remember I was in the middle. And the signer didn't know that. <laughs> by accident, he didn't know that I was um, new to the game. So I'm my, my first time I call a corner kick, I'm pointing down versus like, you know, like an AR <laughs> versus pointing to the corner. Uh, and he asks me after the game, he goes, hey, how long have you been refing for? I'm like, oh, it's my first game. And he just turns his head, he's like, what? And he goes, well, you did a really good job. And little by little, it's just like, well, I played it my whole life. Yeah. And it was just, you get motivated by like, hey, try this. And it was game after game. I was doing weekends after weekends. Um, different people that came across my path. There's so many to even name. But mm-hmm. that's how it started by my, you know, my assistant college coach saying, hey, try it. And I'm, you know, fine, I'll try it. It was kind of like a dare. He said, yeah. dare you <laughs> try it. You won't do it. You won't do it. And I'm like, I'm that person where don't tell me, yeah. I'll do it. And when I started doing it, I noticed there was no females. Yeah. So for me, that was my biggest motivation. I'm like, there's no females doing this. Hmm. You had players that were like under 10s, U8s, and they were like, I've never had a, re- a women referee coach, a re- women referee my game. And I'd be like, really? Yeah. What do you mean? Are you serious right now? Never have I had, I'm like, okay, like, well, maybe you can be the next one. Like, you know, so I, I it motivated you. It's like, okay, everywhere you go and then, they tell you the hardest games or the harder games, you know, try and do men's or in their heads, right? People tell you that, quote unquote, well, why don't you try it for a men's game? All right. Because you yeah. wouldn't see women's back, you know, 10 years ago was a lot less. So when I noticed that not many women referee were doing men's games, is now that it became more of a, oh, I want to do that too. Let's yeah. go. So I would even tell my signers, put me on nothing but men's games, please. Like, I please put me on nothing but men's games just so I can do what people quote unquote the higher and harder games. Yeah. So I learned off of that. But then, you know, I also love doing women's games. So it's it for me it was one motivation after another, especially when you're female starting up, like there's not many of us. There wasn't many of us. Now there's more which is amazing and I wanna keep on bringing them so show them they can't do it, you know? So for me it was it was just started by a dare by my community college coach and little by little it just continued one thing after another where I'm like, oh I can do now higher level games or you know they, they tell you like hey so you yeah. start off doing the UA C6 you start you know assistant as an assistant referee I did a million as an assistant referee and I thought I was going to be an assistant referee mm-hmm. track then I realized when I stepped in the middle I was like oh no I'm more of a referee I, I like to be in charge let's go like I like to I like I like to be the team leader yeah or kind of thing you know so for me it was like okay I was trying to pick my path, so it starts little by little. You, you don't know what route you want to take. You're, yeah. you're kind of trying to figure yourself out, and it's, you know, test trials. Like I told you, 
you'll have those games where you have and you're thinking oh my god I just completely messed up on my offside mm -hmm. and I did it completely wrong and then you or you're in the middle vice versa because you know when you're first starting off you're doing both um, and then you're in the middle you're like oh my gosh no I can't handle the pressure of the player players or coaches yeah. or parents yelling at me so for me it, it was a lot of test trials where what way, what way do I want to go what what route do I want to take um, but then I figured I, I loved being in the middle and my personality was more for the yeah. middle. Um, joking matter, it was more like, you know, but then actually, you know, then you become more secure with what you, what route you want to take. And for yeah. me, I, for the longest time after, I think it was after three years of refing, I was like, oh, I, I want to be in the middle. Like, I yeah. want to be, I want to be the center referee. That's, I just liked it that much. Mm -hmm. So then it became one thing after another. I, I remember doing my President's Cup you know, re, uh, President's Cup region or whatever it's called, President's Cup um, championships. You're sent, you're being sent out somewhere, and then you get selected yeah. regionals, and then to nationals. Like it's just the process of it for you. Like it's one thing, and then you want to do more, and you want to keep going, and you, I'm like, mm -hmm. no, and I want to, and, and I kept setting those small little goals for myself that I want to keep going and yeah. getting to the next level, to the next phase. And for me, I've always had said, I'm like my ultimate goal. It's I want that white badge, and I kept telling people since I was like starting. I'm like I want I, I that's my goal. I want to reach mm -hmm. that because I, I see those people, um, those referees or colleagues, the what they were doing and how amazing they're. Yeah. And I'm like oh I, I want to be that person. Yeah. I don't want to be that person that's on that on that screen doing the game and and it's um something where it's motivating seeing those females out there yeah. refereeing now like you know this last world cup men's world cup we've come so far so you see how far we've come and it's for you you're like they're setting the pathway and it's like let's, yeah let's go let's keep going you know just like an mls now they have females refing so it's it's for me it's just it's the process of wanting and doing better and keep keep mm -hmm. it moving for the younger ones so for me it's like yeah no we can do it let's keep going let's keep the ball rolling but that's yeah. how i started i mean it started off by there and it <laughs> continued by motivation and you do hit times where you're kind of like, is this for me or is it not? Yeah. For me? You know, you hit those times. You do hit those times, but you 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 um you learn more about yourself. You learn more about the game. You learn about how to become better and how to mature. While you're not mature, not the right word. How how to take those test trials when you have that one yeah. game where you're like oh god I just completely messed that game up mm -hmm. How, like you you go through that phases where you're just kind of like god am I am I am, is this for me and you know like I told you I have you have a process or everybody has their own little thing where you do 24 hours uh, hey yeah. wipe your hands off and say all right on to the next one take those point pointers to get better so it's like you know all that stuff just motivates you to keep going and it and it make and it kind of gives you that power to like for yourself right you're like mm -hmm. no I, I want to do better than the last game. So it's always, I want to do better than this. You know, it's always improve for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Yeah. This is actually a great way to relate back to my very first episode. I interviewed Christina Uncle, and she told me to catch and release my mistakes. And I've kind of kept that throughout my entire journey. Was it hard for you to learn to accept your mistakes for a while? Did you ever oh, struggle? Very hard. Very hard. Um, because you want, as officials, we want the game to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Which goes back to how you know how you want to keep this game beautiful. You want it to be perfect, but we're not yeah. perfect, right? None of us are like I'm not perfect, so I know I'm not perfect. But we want it to be as perfect as we can. Like mm -hmm. you had that gut feeling when you know you called that wrong. I don't know corner kick. 
yeah. and you're just like, oh my god, it was completely, you know, and you realize it till after you watch the film and you're like, okay, but how how could I have done that better? So yeah, like it's 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 a hard process because it's you want you you're so focused on making it, yeah, like you know, making it right, being it, make sure making sure it goes as smooth as possible, but there's times where it's not gonna go that way. So you gotta take and learn how can I release, right? From that run wrong game how can I continue to get better or what did I I do what did I do in this game where I'm like okay you know what dun, dun, dun. all right I gotta I gotta do that in the next game if either if it was a I was just I looked at the wrong time mm -hmm. turned my neck at the wrong time or did I you know you just gotta step down or okay yeah. my wrong angle I tried to take a thing two steps to my right or two steps to my left I would have had a better angle so it is a process but you'll learn that in mm -hmm. every game you're gonna have something to learn from and that's the hardest part because there's times where you're thinking oh I had the perfect game but there's no perfect game <laughs> and it took me a while to learn that because you're just thinking not you I never thought I had a perfect game but you're always wanting to have that perfect game but you're never gonna have a perfect game I mean there's so many calls that we're doing throughout the game we can only just improve to make sure it, it, it's as best as we have yeah give our best mm -hmm. you know that's why it's um it's the that's that's how it should be mm -hmm. but Sometimes when we're officiating, it feels like coaches expect us to be perfect or they don't understand that we're also still learning. How can we kind of bridge that gap or help coaches try to understand us a little bit more? Be human. Be as human as possible as you can. Obviously, keep keep it professional, but you're a human, right? And they know you're human, but it's also, there's times where it's, it doesn't work every time, but it should work one or twice where you know you made a mistake and they're yelling and yelling, look, hey. It, that's my fault I, I got yeah. it it's on me don't do it every time you have one or two times in the game where you can do that but they they drop down to you and they know oh you know hey she admitted it she she kind of she kind of agrees with me like we're, we're we're human she's human I'm a human so there's times where you got to just use your personality use what you have in your toolbox so they can relate to you to where they think they want to have us to be perfect but it's like there's times where did they make their own mistakes as well and they realize when we kind of like own our own mistakes yeah I'm not saying own every single one of mm -hmm. them as in like oh wrong throwing like no when and pick and choose your battles but to 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 close that gap has to come with being as human and humble as possible yeah it's not always playing that you know it's me I'm correct I'm the referee and it's like I say so and that you know no it's it's being as human and humble as possible so you brought up one of your main driving factors was being one of the only women in the game. And it's it's continuing to grow the number of women, especially officiating, but it's still not quite there. How can we get women officials? By empowering other women. Giving you that, not, you know, let me help you fix your crown, let's not mm -hmm. take off your crown. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's by empowering each other to bring more people in. For me, it was like I would only see one or two here and there, and I'm like, where are the rest of you? And there's times where you, you were a player. I was a player. I now when I referee and afterwards they're like, oh my god, it's so cool you're a referee. There. Yeah. Hey, you can be one too. It's by using our voices, right, to empower other females to do it as well. I know we're not as many, but you should be amazed by how many now I see than what I used to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, oh, there's two of us in this field today, like, and it's like a hundred guys, <laughs> and it's like well, really, but it's by empowering just how we start players right it's advocating ourselves hey you you, are you like how a referee you can do that too you like you can be yeah. a referee too give it a shot you don't always have to just be a coach or something else right you can you're how old 18 you can get better by refereeing mm -hmm. 
by knowing the game more, by knowing the laws, by becoming a referee. So you use your little, you know, techniques to yeah. try to get more referees. And for me, I, it's, I, I, I aim at the players. I aim mm-hmm. at the players and say, hey, I used to be like you. So there's times where I'm like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, hey, nice kick, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you got to use. Use your personality again, like, to recruit more people, more more females. But that's one way to get more is by simply talking and saying, hey, you want to try it? Give it a try. Why not? And anything soccer, it can sometimes be intimidating when you're around all males and you can possibly get talked down to or maybe even mansplained. <laughs> How do you deal with that and move forward? Um, you got to know sometimes when to have ears of a better death, <laughs> right, where it's white noise or whatever. Because, yeah. you know, you, I have gone to, you know, I'm Mexican, so there's a lot of machismo when you do... <laughs> When it's all two two Mexican teams and it's machismo and they're doing a two men's team and they're like, oh, what are you doing here? You, you don't belong here. Whatever you get, you yeah. You, you got to know how to say no. I belong here. It's a game and we're now part of it. And yes, it's a men's game. I said you have men's men on men games. You have women on men's games. You have female. You have women on um, women games and you have men on women game. It's now part of what the culture is like. Let's yeah. keep it that way. They they gotta understand that it's it's now part of the game and yeah when you get talked to it's hard or you get told hey no you don't belong whatever they say you know yeah who knows what they say nowadays <laughs> but white noise yeah white noise just like when someone's telling you no it's a throw it's throwing for red and it's you're like calling it for black it's like no this is what i have this is what i saw and be sure of yourself i'm sure yeah. that I, I belong here i'm sure that i can do as good as a job and i said why not just have the best referee i don't care who it is female male whoever have just the best referee out there um that's so that's for me it's when they're you know let's say it's a big game and it's two men teams and you're they're telling you know you don't you know the crowd's telling you don't belong and it's like just be sure of yourself you know i belong here i earned this and yeah. just like he had earned it i earned it as well like you're you're sure of yourself mm-hmm. and it sounds like it comes a lot from confidence what advice would you give someone who's lacking in confidence either as a referee or just as a person in their daily life if you're lacking in confidence, the one thing I recommend people is the one way to get it is by practicing. Practice makes perfect. And the more practice you have, the more you're going to be sure of yourself. So the more you know the actual laws, the more you know how what signal to you or, you know, the little things, right? Because I'm taking it way back to where when you're starting up. Yeah. The more you know the, the rules, when, you know, when to implement your toolbox of, Hey, my personality oh no you know what here's when i gotta do this or this is what i when i gotta give the yellow card the more you know that the more confidence you're gonna get in yourself and look in yourself i mean there's times where i, I remember saying i still do there's times where i'm like i'm corner kick am i pointing the right way is my hand straight up is it too low is it whatever correcting yourself and then asking others like hey how do you know when you get those assessments mm-hmm. and then don't always be so negative on i gotta improve i gotta improve i gotta improve no i just did a game and sometimes I look back and I think, I mean, I just did a, I don't know, thousand calls in the head, in your head, right? Corner kick, no yeah. corner kick, goal kick, no goal kick, you know, all that stuff. And you got to give yourself credit. Like, I, one, A, I survived the game. We did mm-hmm. good. Two, it, it wasn't a bad, like, you know, you have to give yourself credit. At yeah. times when credit it needs to be given. And that mm-hmm. you got to boost yourself. But you also got to make sure you put yourself in a situation where you're going to um, get better and be better yeah. and give yourself that more confidence to be be confident in yourself and, hey, no, I got this. <laughs>
When did you decide you wanted to start working up the ranks and eventually get your FIFA badge? Uh, it, well, um, it was always just in my head. Like I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to get there. Mm -hmm. I want to do that because I've always, like I said, how like we we're talking about you getting the state championships and doing, yeah. moving on up, and it's like you start thinking state championships. I'm like, okay, the next one I want to make sure I get my next final is the final mm -hmm. championship for college okay and after that I want to do you know you start just pushing your bar up and you keep going and you keep saying like how I for me when it started it was when I got my national badge I'm like oh now I can have a shot at actually being selected for FIFA I'm like okay let me keep moving forward let's see how far this goes but for me I I've always wanted to get the higher I guess not a, a one game after another you want to get the another game that's better or you want to get something you want to just keep moving on up right so if it becomes you go from doing just pro games you know like okay no I'm, I want the international games okay so it's just it's for me it was always wanting more and it becomes something where you where your goals at you know if you're okay just and your goals to do NWSL perfect beautiful you, did you hit your goal I'm glad you know so everybody has their different goals but for me like FIFA I don't know why it always was like yeah. something I like savored for like I want that that's what I want I want to get there and I'm gonna get there so I made everything to where gave myself more confidence to where no you can get there you can do this like was there times where I'm like no it's not gonna happen yeah so many and I still it's so real to me still like that mm -hmm. I've reached that level it's I just still can't believe it but I'm like now I'm here now what am I gonna do with it yeah so now with, I gotta set myself to another goal what's your next goal what are you gonna do next all right let's if it starts off for me, I gotta start off with you the you know, U sixteens, U seventeen World Cups or whatever. But for me, it's like, what am now that I have it? Okay, you got it, Samantha. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, work harder now. Now it's time to work even harder than what I got to get to yeah. get here. Now it's now it's time to put it on the big stage. But now you know, work as hard as I was going, but even harder. So yeah. it's Keep going. Keep moving forward. As you continue working forward, you get bigger assignments and they just get seen by so many more people How, do you ever deal with nerves or anxiety when going into a higher level match oh of course I mean when you do matches um, if you're not nervous you know something might be wrong mm -hmm. it's you get the, the first game um, butterflies right where yeah like okay I'm now you know like I remember when I when I was to do my first um, let's let's say my first it was the US women's national team I was fourth official and even for that I was just like oh my gosh like this is oh my gosh yeah. like okay even I mean the little things right so it's like you get nervous but it's part of the game it's part of how you do it but it's because you're excited it's like it might not be nervous because oh my god I'm gonna mess the game up or whatever like you go through all those little phases but it's like it's I like that feeling because yeah. it's that feeling where you're like thinking all right, here's something new. Let's get it going. Like we can do this. Like you know. But yes, it's it's you get those butterflies. Mm -hmm. Everybody. I mean, I wouldn't say everybody. Some people get different <laughs> butterflies, or some people that are like, no, I need to have music. You know, you got your little yeah. thing. Do your thing and know that when you're gonna get out there, you're gonna do your thing. Yeah. You worked the um, D1 women's final game, and I there sure was did. a lot of controversy on that. I saw it all over social media. But how how did you manage that? Oh, so you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> Um, how did I manage that? You know, it's funny because I get my people, my my, telling me stay off of that. You yeah. Know, why are you seeing that? 
because I was happy with the game that I had. Mm -hmm. um, the controversial stuff that you're talking about, yes, people have, and they're all foul, no foul, or goal, no goal yeah. thing kind of thing. Yeah, you're going to get that in games. and you're, The Twitter can blow up, the Facebook can blow up, the Instagram. All I can tell you is stay off of it. Mm -hmm. That's what, and yeah, it's hard because you're there, and you're, you know, you're looking at it, but be confident in what you, in what you did in that game. And I, I came off that game, I, I'm like, I'm happy with it. This is a yeah. good, I had a, I, I love this game. This is a, the atmosphere, the, how it led to, you know, to more, um, overtime, like everything leading mm -hmm. up to it. Like, I'm like, I, I'm, if I'm confident with what I did, yeah, stay off of it, don't read it. Yes, there's times where you get, you know, that little jitter to go, I want to go look at it. And it's like, but why? Mm -hmm. Why are you going to do that to put your self-esteem down? Yeah. So just stay off of it. It's, I mean, the best thing you can tell people, just ignore it. Go and rewatch the game and, tell, get like I said, get those notes out and see what I could have done better, what, what could have helped better. Or in that specific call, was there anything I could have done better, you know, or what did other people, you know. Yeah. It is, it is what it is after the game, but you, for how does that help you with the social media stuff? Stay off of it. Stay being staying off of it. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to say because yeah, <laughs> we're human and we want to see what other people are saying. But why, why do it to yourself? So I have one final question that I end most podcasts with. Um, the question is, what do you hope people remember about your impact to soccer and the world? <laughs> what do I hope people remember me in soccer and the world? I hope they remember who I am as a person on and off the field right because on the field all oh, these girls just looking at you and like you know mm -hmm. you you're that you're no I'm you know that that face you give that mean face or when yeah. you're that yellow card red card and it's like they, I hope they know that we're also human that I'm also human mm -hmm. and they know how hard we work to get to where we're at so for me it's like get to know me be you know so it's like I hope yeah. my it's you know people involved in the game refereeing my mentors my colleagues my assigners I hope they remember my personality and who I am I'm that you know person who wants to have fun who wants mm -hmm. to make sure everybody on the field is having fun and also doing their work so I hope yeah. they remember that I hope they remember that smile when you walk up you know like hey you're just walking up to get your signing sheet it's eight o'clock in the morning I remember when I was you know out in surf cups out in nomads you know in San Diego mm -hmm. or regionals where Oh, here she comes, you know, no, that's a loud one. Here she comes, you know. I want them to remember who I am. I am mm -hmm. going to always be myself. I'm always going to be outspoken, out, smiley, super hyper, or whatever. There's times where you're just, like, in your own little bubble. I want them to remember me as a person mm -hmm. on and off the field, on the field, knowing that they know, hopefully, that I gave my all, gave yeah. my full, full and best self at all times. Yeah, not all times are... are sunny side sunny sunny sunshine <laughs> or whatever but we're human and yeah. you know not just to remember me as who I am as a person like like I said mm -hmm. soccer make soccer is a big part of me yeah and it means a lot to me um, and there's times where you know like you, you miss you sacrifice so much so it's like you want them to remember the, the real the real you yeah well, thank you so much for joining me thank today. Thank you for having me. Love talking to yeah. you. Keep it up. Keep doing your thing, girl. Thank you. In Philadelphia, I learned so much about myself. Convention is just an amazing place to be, and I am so glad I went. I really found my voice. In the past, I used to be very scripted and very worried about pleasing my guest and pleasing the, you, you listeners. But this convention, 
I kind of went more from my heart, from what I wanted to learn. And it truly just benefited me so much more. And I know what I wanted to learn. I'm sure some of you want to learn or enjoyed listening to as well. The time away from the podcast was a little bit uncomfortable, but it really helped me grow as a person. It made me think about what I wanted in my life. And now that I'm finished with my first semester in college, I began to think about my future. And this is a way I want to share my voice for as long as possible. I'm not sure what the future holds, but for now, I'm really going to try my best to keep this going. I loved talking to Sam today, and I really hope you enjoyed it as well. And until next time, remember to keep the game beautiful. Beautiful.